Welcome to the Inside Nutley Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Greco, and today I'm pleased to be joined by Commissioner John V. Kelly III, Director of the Department of Public Affairs and Health for the Township of Nutley. Welcome back, Commissioner. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay. First off, you were elected four years ago as the youngest town commissioner ever. What comes to mind when you look back on that achievement? What comes to mind is I didn't look at so much as the achievement of being the youngest ever elected. Uh, that, that I don't think that's an achievement. I think the what I should look at is, is the achievements that I attained over the course of, of my uh, career as a commissioner, and I, I think that they are numerous and many, and they speak for themselves. Was it what you expected? Uh, yes, it, it was a lot of what I expected, uh, especially in terms of the amount of work that goes into it. So this isn't just simply a stepping up onto the dais at the Board of Commissioners chamber. Uh, it's a, it's a, you got to pull up your sleeves and, and work hard day in, day out. And it, it's a rewarding, uh, but it, it's hard work because it's rewarding because you're, you're giving back to this community that, that you love, that you're a part of, and, and you, you see the results in your labor. And it's, it's really a labor of love. Could you have ever imagined the amount of your free time that you'd have to put in to, in order to fulfill this position? Well, prior to ever getting involved, uh, I did some soul searching. I also did my own digging and research and spoke to some of the current commissioners who are serving on the board with me and some previous commissioners. And I knew firsthand from their perspective what, what it takes to get into this job. And uh, so I came in with both eyes open with, with no uh, misperceptions whatsoever of, of the of what it takes to do this job and do this job well. The Department of Public Affairs and Health offers so many programs and events. I'd like to get your thoughts and goals regarding some of them. Uh, yes, I'm always happy to talk about the offerings of the Public Affairs and Health Department. Let's start with Public Health Nursing. Yes, uh, the Public Affairs and Health Department couldn't be functioning without the nursing stat component of, of the Health Department. And, and one of the things that I, I accomplished over the, the course of my career here as, as commissioner is I kind of reinvigorated some of the programs that have been started under former Mayor Joanne Cacciola and kind of put my own spin on them. Uh, we we re reinvigorated uh, flu clinic, flu, flu shot clinics, vaccine clinics, uh, added the COVID vaccine clinics, uh, and we were one of three local municipalities in all of Essex County to offer the COVID vaccine at the local level. Uh, most other municipalities, you only had the option of going at the county level. Uh, so we provided that additional service to our residents. Uh, we also provide uh, uh, the, the baby uh, or baby and toddler and infant uh, vaccinations so that they can, they're able to get ready for school. Uh, also with a lot of people coming from various areas who might not have had the opportunity to get vaccinated, uh, we, we're vaccinating them so they're able to go into school and be uh, participate in, in the, the education offerings we have here. What are some of the daily activities of the public nursing department? We work very closely with the seniors and the aging population. Uh, so if there's a homebound senior, we will go out and, and visit with them, give them their flu shot, give them their, their COVID vaccine or COVID booster. Uh, they're integral uh, in terms of, of, of being, I guess, the uh, the, the front lines in terms of dealing with any sort of uh, public health emergency. Uh, except, and some of the, there's a lot of things you don't hear about. Uh, for instance, there might be an outbreak of some sort of 
disease in the school or in the community and they're 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 rolling up their sleeves and doing contact tracing and making sure that it doesn't become a more pronounced outbreak than than what has already happened you've mentioned our seniors we have a large population of seniors in our town many who have been here all their lives uh, tell me how does the department serve them we help the seniors in, in through a, a number of ways. The the first is we, we work closely with the senior buildings in town. We have a visiting nurse who goes there regularly, interacts with the seniors, checks in on their needs, what they need, whether that's physical health, mental health. Uh, we've also started a senior walking program where the, my whole office, including myself, will go out to the parks, we'll get coffee, donuts for the seniors, and we'll, we'll walk through the parks. We'll have a, a mobile speaker and we're pumping music. So it's a fun fun time to get the seniors out and so that they're, they're not leading such a sedentary life. We're also looking at different vendors and organizations and activities for seniors to, to keep them involved, keep them active. Uh, we, we're also uh, working with the Seniors Helping Seniors program, which is an initiative started under Mayor Cacciola and we're reinvigorating it now. And, and what that program is, it, it asks the recently retired seniors who are not, uh, you know, homebound. They're still active. They're still able to get out and do things uh, and help some of some of the more elderly seniors who, you know, might need help putting in an air conditioning unit in the window or something like that that they might not be able to do anymore. But you know, someone who with a little bit more youth and vitality uh, and has the time because they're recently retired are able to go and and help them. Or maybe it's just doing some yard work, doing raking some leaves, some simple tasks like that that is difficult for some of the elderly, but something that someone who might have time is able to provide a helping hand. So we're, we're constantly looking for ways to improve the quality of life of seniors and all citizens of Nutley. Tell me about the environmental health services. Uh, the environmental health services is, is actually vitally important. When you talk about environmental health, you're not just talking about, you know, the environment, but you're talking about restaurants and we have our our health inspectors, our REHS is going out to the restaurants, making sure they're compliant with all state and local health standards to make sure that when, when you go visit a local restaurant, that you're having the, the highest quality sanitation and, and health conscious efforts being provided to the food being prepared and served on your plate. Uh, it also, in terms of uh, lead, po lead poisoning, especially with our, with our, our youngest children, uh, with with some of the older houses, the lead paint was used. And so uh, we, we monitor elevated levels of paint in children's blood and, and work with homeowners and, or landlords to re reduce that elevated lead level by either uh, remediating the problem or identifying what the problem is and, and removing it from, from the household. Uh, so that way we, we, we ensure sure that children have a long, happy and healthy life. What are the responsibilities of the public health emergency response staff? Uh, so with the public health emergency response staff, we're, we're, it's an integrated part of the, the whole broader community. We work together with all the other departments in, in a, a, an emergency response situation. Uh, for example, our, our office is, is serves as both a warming and cooling station, depending on the type of situation, whether it's in the winter, people can come here and get warm, warmed up. If it's the summer, we can serve as a cooling station where people can, can cool off. We have cots available for any sort of big natural disaster that, that displaces people so that we, we have a place for, for them to, to rest and, and sleep if, they, if, they're, if they're, their home was destroyed in a fire or a flood, uh, depending on what the emergency is. And we also provide uh, resources 
for people who, who might need some longer-term solutions. Something relatively new to the health department is the Nutley Substance Use Disorder Resource Center. What's that about? Yes, the Nutley Substance Abuse uh, Resource and Recovery Center. Uh, this was something that uh, was launched here uh, in 2023. It, it was done in response to uh, the recognition here that uh, the opioid epidemic is an epidemic throughout the nation, throughout the world, and Nutley is, of course, not immune to that. And we wanted to do everything we can to put our best foot forward to make sure that uh, we don't have a, a opioid or overdose death, or if we do, it's to the lowest and most limited extent possible because no one wants to see that happen. And so we, we, we've launched the Resource Recovery Center here where we have resources available for, for people who are suffering from addiction or people who know that, that they have friends or family suffering from addiction so they can get information and get up to speed, get up to knowledge on what they need to know and possibly provide some assistance or a guiding light to someone who's suffering from addiction. So we have resources here for referrals to different addiction agencies that'll help, help you uh, get off your addiction. We also have counselors here available who are trained uh, in, in dealing with addiction, because so, addiction is, is part and parcel of mental health, and so we work closely with, with Northwest Essex. We have a counselor here once a week, and we also work closely with our neighbors next door at Nutley Family Service Bureau, uh, who, who also provide counseling. And so it, it, addiction is not just simply, you know, you're, you're hooked on whatever you're addicted to. It's, there's a mental component as well, and we want to make sure that we're, when we're treating addiction, that we not only get people to the resources they need, but it's the whole whole treatment of, of mental and physical treatment. One, one local health official has noted that, that our efforts here in Nutley uh, have, have not gone unnoticed and in Nutley is, is the model for a local health agency to provide addiction resource recovery and so uh, we're definitely making strides in the right direction and this is through no one affiliated with Nutley, the town, it's just an independent local health observer and so it's important that this information gets out there also with the, the addiction recovery services, we, we have done free Narcan training for people to, to learn how to use the product and possibly save a life. Uh, many of the staff here have all received the training and we opened it up to the public for people who, who may know someone who's suffering from addiction and may need to step in and be that life-saving person. Speaking of mental health, I know that's been one of your priorities coming into office. As to mental health, Nutley, under the Board of Commissioners, ha has designated the town of, of Nutley as a stigma-free town. And what that means is it's a stigma free from seeking help for mental health because uh, previously, especially with, with men, you know, you're supposed to be a, a macho, tough guy, you're supposed to be more resilient. And it, it, there was kind of this air or aura that if, you, if you're a man or if you're anyone asking for help with respect to mental health, it is some sort of weakness. It's not a weakness, it's a sign of strength. And we wanted to emphasize that at the Board of Commissioners that there is no stigma in asking for help. It's a sign of strength go out and get the help you need because it, it, it's something that the, not only myself, but the entire board of commissioners feels is, is vitally important. And it, it's, it's coming up in a lot of different avenues. Uh, it may be, you know, dealing with uh, just, it could be just simple depression around the holidays. That's a mental health uh, issue. There's anxiety, with, whether it's with respect to school or work or stress, that, that's also mental health. And over time, these things can take your toll. And so you don't need to be, a, say, a war veteran suffering from PTSD to, although if you are, you should definitely get help. But 
uh, it can take manifest itself in, in smaller smaller ways that you know the individual might not realize and so mental health is vitally important and so we should all take stock of our mental health and know when we might need to seek help and if we do need to seek help there's no shame in asking it's a sign of strength and you also implemented a monthly student mental health panel discussion program correct yes uh, part of part of the the, the mental health uh, aspect is when I when I took over this office it was primarily a a public health physical health at aspect and I wanted to shine a light on the, the mental health and so that's why we've partnered with Nutley Family Service Bureau Northwest Essex especially with the veterans uh, to get them additional mental health treatment and, and so I wanted to, to emphasize the the notion that there is no health without mental health because if you don't have mental health everything else is going to be is not going to be where it needs to be and, and part of mental health treatment is recognizing your mental health and resiliency when you're young and, and with today's day and age our, our students are going through a lot more they have to deal with a lot more especially in terms of social media that they're exposed to there's body shaming body positivity uh, there's a lot more with depression depression around the holidays a lot unfortunately a lot of uh, drugs and alcohol are being infiltrated into our, our schools earlier than we would have expected and some teens are unfortunately dealing with addiction and so that's why part of the reason why we launched the addiction recovery center that's part of the reason why we're focused on mental health is we want to get into the schools get into the students while they're young and and, and promote mental health resiliency promote the, the idea that there is no stigma it's okay to ask for help and, and asking for help is a sign of strength because we don't we don't want to see any any sort of suicide or any sort of uh, life wasted because of, of dealing with some sort of crippling mental health or physical health issue. Another important part of the department is the awareness that you've brought to Women's History Month and the Women's Health Panel. Tell us more about that. Yes, uh, again, piggyback, piggybacking off of uh, Mayor Cacciola, she had a, a big uh, women's panel, women's history, women's networking, and I wanted to pay homage to that, but also uh, I think it's vitally important that the women in this town do get recognized. I mean, I'm I'm the product of a very strong woman, my mother, and I have five sisters, uh, no brothers, and so I've seen the trailblazing that they've had to gone through. I've also seen the struggles that they've gone through as women, especially in some of their their careers. And I wanted to, you know, create more of a a, a welcoming, hospitable environment where women can come together and celebrate their successes talk about their obstacles and work together to overcome those obstacles. So in the month of March, piggybacking off of what Mayor Cacciola did, we have networking, we have sipping shops, so showcasing women's businesses. We also focus on women's health because like I said, this is the health department. Health is vitally important, both mental and physical health. And so we, we, we really focus the whole month of March on doing different sorts of uh, uh, events for women, by women, and showcasing uh, some of the, the great accomplishments of women in our community. Uh, going through a lot of these programs and, and discussing them, um, I found that uh, walking has a lot to do with a lot of the programs. Uh, can you touch on that a little bit? We do a number of different health walks. Some of them might maybe be a little bit more disguised uh, with a different type of theme, but uh, every February we'll do a heart health walk. In March, uh, we'll do a uh, pie mile or pie K pie walk where we encourage people to walk, go out and walk 3.14 miles. Uh, we, we do a, uh, an event in the parks for that. And, and 
in terms of uh, Halloween, we do a, a spooky sprint encouraging people to come out in costume and we'll, we'll run around the parks and, uh, and culminate in like a spooky celebration. Uh, and then on Veterans Day, we, we encourage people to come out to do a Veterans Day Ruck March. And if you're not familiar with a Ruck March, it's a, a soldier, marine, sailor, airman task uh, where, you know, the fight, it doesn't always come to you. You got to go to the fight. You got to pack all your gear and bring it with you. And so uh, a Ruck March is simply a, a walk in the park with a, a weighted rucksack or backpack. Uh, our walks are about 5K. Uh, but they can be any distance and it's to kind of celebrate the the veterans who, who have who have sacrificed and made, made this nation what it is today and if, as free of a nation as it is today kind of celebrate and and kind of pay homage to their sacrifice and share with them and some of that that pain that they endured through their through their sacrifice uh, and so we, we have a number of different health walks uh, health initiatives uh, to make sure that people are staying healthy and one of the best ways you can stay healthy is by walking. And we live in such a walk-friendly community. There's no reason why we can't be walking more. The department's Military and Veterans Affairs Division is outstanding. Tell us more about that. Yes, the, the Veterans and Military Affairs Bureau is, is something very special to me. I'm a, a veteran myself, and I wanted, wanted to build on what was already here. Uh, and and we, we have succeeded in doing that. We, we bring home additional benefits in, form, in terms of uh, disability benefits or what have you for veterans. We have trained counselors here to go through your records and, and see if there's any way you can be getting more benefits or you're entitled to more than, than what you're receiving. And we, we've, over the years, have, have accumulated over six, seven figures in terms of, of additional benefits to our veterans. And this is open to any veteran. You don't have to be a veteran of Nutley. As long as you're a veteran, we're, we're not going to turn you away. We want to help everyone. We also provide uh, counseling services. We have a counselor come here one one week, one one day a week uh, to provide counseling services, and that's that's more of a gap filler for veterans who are suffering from PTSD or any other mental health issue, uh, because the VA may not have enough space for them, or they're getting enough. Uh, or they're getting counseling at the VA, but it's not enough. And so this is kind of a gap filler program to provide them that extra step, that extra counseling that they need uh, to make sure that they get the help that they need. Because the veterans ponied up and sacrificed for us. And so it's vital that they uh, get the help that they need. And it's our way of saying thanks as a community. I think one of the least known parts of the health department is the animal control aspect of it. Yes, it, uh, I make the joke sometimes that the public affairs and health department is the land of misfit toys in the in the uh, Nutley form of government. If it doesn't fit nicely into a, another uh, department, it's going to probably be here. And so, animal control is part of our department. We we uh, contract with the Bloomfield Animal Shelter, and it, uh, they'll they'll deal with uh, various different uh, animal control issues. We also. Uh, uh, offer a free rabies clinic to anyone who lives in town. Uh, it's offered every year in April, and through that people could get their cats, their dogs, their pets vaccinated, uh, and also get them registered and licensed with the, uh, the Revenue and Finance Department. Uh, and that's a, a free service we provide to our residents at, at no cost to them, and it, it's, it's quite a sight to see 
everyone line up with their cats, their dogs in, in line. It's it's interesting, and uh, some of the, some of the some of the pets make new friends along the way. I think one of the coolest events of the year was the Paws in the Park event. Tell me how that came about. Right. So it, we we created a new event this year, uh, or last year, I should say, uh, called Paws in the Park. Uh, we realized quickly, though, that uh, it would be better served. It was in the, the parking lot uh, in conjunction with the farmer's market. And it was a huge success. We had so many people come out with, with their furry friends, whether it's cat, dog. We had some other more more exotic pets come, come by. Uh, but it was an event for people to, who are dog owners or pet owners or like-minded to come out, interact, network, and also to showcase some of our local businesses that cater to our our, our, our pets, whether it's dog walking, uh, grooming, uh, pet stores, uh, treats, uh, or even uh, different causes that focus on, on pets. Uh, they all came out. It was a great event. We had uh, one of the one of the rever local reverends do a blessing of the animals. It, it was it was a fun time for everyone, and it was a great day. And we had beautiful weather that day. And we're looking to do it again. Uh, we're trying we're, because it was so successful. We're looking to do it maybe twice a year. And we want we want to avoid the summer months because it's too hot for the animals. So we're looking for a spring and fall day. So we'll have, certainly have more information on that in the future. Another important program that you've brought to the department is the Nutley Cultural Inclusion and Diversity Council. This is something I've, I've taken uh, from the, from my experience with the Army. I'm an Army veteran, and the Army took time out of its day to recognize different culturals, dif different cultures, different cultural celebrations, uh, and, and it, that's important because in the Army, we're it's one team, one fight, uh, and so. It, a lot of that transfers into civilian life because you, we're also one one community, one fight. We want we all want to work together to make this community the best community possible, and so we we have to also recognize that we are not a homogenous community. That we have uh, different cultures, different uh, identities, and that they should all be equally celebrated. And so this was a way to kind of take a pause out of our day and recognize one group is having a celebration or another group is having a celebration and include everyone in that celebration and, and be inclusive and recognize our diversity and celebrate it. We do the, the Juneteenth Unity Walk. It was a, a beautiful walk through the park where we ended up at the, uh, the Peace and Unity sculpture in, in the park. Uh, the, the Pride Month has been something that's been going on for a number of years now and we recognize and celebrate uh, and work closely with uh, uh, Nutley Pride, uh, an organization who, that celebrates and advocates for, for uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, but we also celebrate different other, other events throughout the year, uh, Black History Month, Holocaust Remembrance, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Columbus Day, Italian American Heritage Month, Irish American Heritage Month, the uh, veterans, because well, one of the things people don't recognize is, or some might forget, that veterans is, is part of diversity and they are uh, a protected class as well. Uh, and also Hispanic Heritage Month as well. And um, I apologize if I'm forgetting any of these celebrations, but we have, we have so many in town and uh, it, they're worth celebrating every one of them, but we, we make sure that we, we hit each and every one of them. Another hugely successful event or events, I should say, because you, you held it a couple of times this year, I think, uh, were the Sip and Shop events. 
Yeah, so based on our success with the uh, Women's Ship and Sip and Shop event, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> based on the success there where we showcased uh, women-owned businesses in town, uh, we wanted to expand that uh, because it, at the end of the day, we want to help all of our local businesses. And so around the holidays, we had a local sip and shop event uh, where it was open to all local vendors. And we had so much interest in it, we actually had to cut it off because there it would have been too many vendors. Uh, so we'll look to do that periodically throughout the uh, the year because we, we do want to make sure that, uh, especially with, with the Amazons and the Walmarts, that sometimes our local businesses can be forgotten. But they, they are valuable to our community and, and they're valuable to our success and we're valuable to their success. So it's a symbiotic relationship that we need to make sure we nurture and cultivate and continue to grow. One of the programs that I got to observe personally this year was the Nutley Family Treasure Chest, um, which I thought was just uh, an incredibly heartwarming experience, seeing the families come in and, and the looks on their faces. Um, please speak, speak to that a little bit. Yes, that, that is a, a Herculean task in and of itself. And uh, it's run out of this office, but it couldn't be done without the support of so many in our community. Uh, the, the Nutley Park ShopRite, Proponent Federal Credit Union, uh, just to name a few. Uh, and most importantly, each of our, our citizens who step up and donate uh, because it's, a, it's a, a program designed for those in need in our community. And this year we had our, our, our biggest task yet, or I should say last year in 2023, we had our biggest task yet where we had the largest number of over 465 families qualified for entry into the program and it was a tall order. We were concerned whether we were gonna be able to make it or not, but without surprise, the the citizens of Nutley stepped up, donated, we, we, Nutley Park ShopRite donated a tremendous amount of gift cards and we were able to give each family a, a number of, of gift cards so that they can go out and either shop on Amazon or Target and at ShopRite to make sure that every child in Nutley has a very merry holiday, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, that no one has to go without around the holidays. And so we made sure that it, everyone was, was had a happy holidays. Can you tell us a little bit about the mobile app that the health department has launched? Yes, we, we, we wanted to focus on, on bringing the health department, the public affairs department into the 21st century. So we did a, another, a, a number of things uh, with respect to technology. Uh, one of them was the, the mobile app for the health department. Uh, it's another way of getting people out uh, walking. We had different competitions. Uh, who, who could be the, the biggest uh, walker in, in town through checking in in the parks and walking and getting your steps in it. It was a, it was a fun time for us to come together. And we're going we're gonna to use that and build on that in the future for different uh, variety of different apps and events. And also uh, we, we, uh, we started using QR codes. And so if you notice that some of the local monuments, especially the veterans monuments, you go up to a, a monument and you'll see a gold star with a QR code. And if you scan the QR code, it'll take you to a, a web page where you can learn more about the, the veterans who actually fought in those, those conflicts. Uh, we have World War One up, World War Two, uh, the Revolutionary War, and you can learn about the, these Nutley heroes who, who put everything on the line for this country and, and sacrificed to go out and fight for our freedoms. And it goes down to the individual level and it's, it's a, it's, it's make sure we, we honor our, our history, but we, we and we honor our, our, our veterans. And so it's, 
Uh, we're looking to expand that to throughout the town. What would you say has been the biggest challenge of being the commissioner of this department? So one of the biggest challenges ha has been uh, cognizant of the trust and faith that the taxpayers have placed in me. Uh, and in so doing, it is working with the budget and making sure that we're constantly coming in as as low as possible uh, that we can, especially this is, people might not realize, but this is one of the, is a large budget in part because the, the garbage contract for every home, every re residency in town has their garbage collected through this office. And it's not collected once a week, it's collected twice a week. And, and I've heard from a lot of people that outside the town that, that they're shocked when I tell them we have twice a week pickup because some people have once a week pickup. If they have pickup at all, some people have to drive their garbage to the dump themselves. Uh, and so there, there's a big expense associated with that. And so I'm hyper-focused and cognizant of that expense. And I want to make sure that the taxpayers get the best bang for their buck. And over the last four years, I have reduced the, our budget, municipal, my portion of the municipal budget every single year with the exception of 2021, which it only went up by $50,000, which in the grand scheme of a multi-million dollar budget, it's a rounding error. And it only went up because we were dealing with the emergency that was created by COVID. And we had to account for overtime hours and other emergent costs that were associated, that can't, were associated with the COVID pandemic that year. Uh, and that, that those costs went away uh, in subsequent years. And so that, that's definitely something that has been my my, one of my biggest challenges, but it's also one of the things I'm most proud of. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. I ask this of all the commissioners. In your opinion, what are the town's biggest challenges? I think that the town's biggest issues is is redevelopment. Uh, we have the, the Hoffman LaRoche property, which is now the on three property. We have the Chickalini property. We have the Diamond Springs property. Uh, and it's making sure that those redevelopments are done right and done right for Nutley. Uh, we, we don't want a developer coming in and telling us how, how they're going to redevelop the community. It's more of us going out to the developers telling them how they're going to redevelop the community. And so that way we have uh, the most say, the maximum say, and the vision and tradition of Nutley is, is maintained and, and, and kept. And so I think that's the biggest challenge is knowing that times are modernizing and there's more density coming into the town, but we also want to make sure that it's done properly with respect to the traditions of Nutley that we're all used to. And also we want to be cognizant of the impact on the schools and make sure that any sort of development is not going to have an impact or have a negligible impact on the schools. And, and so that's something that uh, we as a, a seasoned board of commissioners are, are hyper-focused on in maintaining and, and meeting that challenge. How would you like to see Nutley moving forward in the next five to 10 years? I, I would like to see more of what, I, what I've started here, you know, bringing Nutley into the 21st century, uh, leveraging our, our technology to bring us closer together, uh, celebrating uh, our diversity and inclusion, celebrating our pets, celebrating uh, veterans, and, and being a, a, the model for communities so, such as the, the Addiction and Recovery uh, Center. We, we, want, we want people to know that Nutley is a destination to come, it's a destination to live, it's a destination to come to school. It, it, it is the, it, the best community in the area to live in and I wanna make sure that 
I know that, we all know that, I wanna make sure that people outside know that, and so that everyone wants to come to Nutley, and ultimately, if everyone wants to come to Nutley, it's a boon for all of us because our, our home values, our property values, all goes up, and it's, it's a win-win for everyone. What are your favorite things about Nutley? Oh, one of my favorite things about Nutley is, is the people. Uh, everyone's uh, very welcoming, everyone, uh, everyone has each other's back. We're, we're a real community, it's, you don't really, well, some other towns I, I feel, and especially talking to other people who live in other towns, it's kind of like silent, people stick to themselves, but we as a community are constantly coming together, we're constantly looking out for each other. And then another thing that I like about Nutley is that it's such a walkable town. We have the, the park system, which is centrally located, so we can walk through the parks to get to where we need to be. It's a, it's a great town for if you're health conscious, if, if you're community conscious, uh, it's a great town to live in and, and be a part of. As I said before, well, a vision for Nutley is, is that it's a destination, and it's a destination for me, and I'm proud to be here. You mentioned this briefly earlier. Um, you're still involved with the military, correct? Yes, I'm in the uh, National Guard. It's a, it's a reserve component, and so I, uh, it, it's no longer the case. But I'm sure people have heard the the lingo: one weekend a month, two weeks a year is your commitment. And so I do have sometimes a little bit longer than a weekend, but a kind of a similar similar model: one weekend a month, and sometimes two weeks could end up being a little bit longer, depending on what the training schedule is like. But that, that is my commitment, and I, I serve in the military, and uh, it's just another way that I can serve this community outside of this role. And, and with that, I, I don't want to, anyone to think that the Department of Defense, the Department of Army is endorsing me in any way. <laughs> the, uh, that's just, just my own personal service uh, that I do outside of this, this role, and uh, it's, it's completely separate and apart from this. And Here's a very political question. What are your hobbies? Uh, you might not think I have some hobbies with the amount of time I, I, I dedicate here, but I also have a full-time job. Uh, but one of the things I do like to do is I do like to get out and be active, whether that's uh, running, going on a hike. Uh, and I also, uh, I, I joked around when I, I took my, my full-time job at, at my law firm that I told them I take my vacations in the winter. I hope that's okay because I, I'm, I'm an avid skier and I like to go around the country and experience different mountains. And uh, this country is a beautiful country with, with, and everything that it has to offer is, is definitely second to none, especially in terms of nature and its beauty. Last question. The Kelly name has quite a legacy in Nutley. What does that mean to you four years in? Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely an interesting question. Uh, I'm fully aware of the, the legacy and, and people are always telling me stories about my father, my grandfather, uh, and so uh, I'm fully cognizant of the, the shoes that I have to fill. And so it, it's basically I, I want to make my father, my mother, my grandparents proud uh, of the legacy that they created, and I also kind of want to guide my own path and start shine my own path and continue the legacy and build upon that legacy. It's the kind of the foundation, I view it as the foundation, not the the uh, pinnacle or the, 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 the zenith. It's the foundation which I'm gonna build on and continue to grow and continue to develop the Kelly legacy in, in the town of Nutley, hopefully for, for years to come. I wanna thank Commissioner John V. Kelly III for joining us on this month's edition of the Inside Nutley Podcast. Remember to tell your friends, relatives, 
strangers about our podcast and to follow us and to click like uh, on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you watch or hear this. Thank you again. We'll see you next time. Thank you.